0: Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our over gloves together for Tooth Life, Irene and Katrina, the wine genist. Welcome back, peeps, to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast. Peeps, your peeps, Irene and Katrina. How are you, my friend?
1: Hi, Irene. Irene, I am good. Yeah. I um, I don't know. Um, it, it this is supposed to happen in the spring? You know that the thing they say, like, oh, spring cleaning, where like you just I don't know, Who clean out all the things. Who invented that?
0: Why? Why is it spring cleaning? Like, why are we I doing it in like- the spring? I think like, what if like, what if you don't have four seasons? Like what if it's just summer all the time? Yeah, like I live in
1: Arizona, so it's summer all the time. Um, but so like, it, why again, are we spring, springing like, it? Well, I think I think spring is like new life, rebirth. Everybody's Twitterpated. I don't know. What does that That's mean? Just, Twitterpated. I'm, just, I'm taking a call. What is that? You don't know what Twitterpated? It's like a Disney term from the movie Bambi.
0: There's like so many things. Twitter is in there, Bambi is in there, Disney's Twitter. in there. Like t- Bambi <laughs> has when you a Twitter account.
1: Star on Twitter. So at any rate, um, I I don't know. I'm using a colloquialism for sure, but um, you know, people do that like spring cleaning thing, right? Sure. I don't know what is like wrong with me physiologically right now, but I am like gutting everything in my house Again? and like I thought you just did cleansing. That.
0: Didn't we do that with the I- kitchen?
1: Yeah. We did that with the kitchen. So the kitchen's on point, but then I, then yesterday I decided I had to, you know, renovate my wine glass storage situation, which it, as I'm sure you can imagine is like insane. Cause everybody gives me like wine glasses as gifts and all that, which is so sweet, but I've got like a zillion wine glasses. No, no, no. I hang on to them all. And then I pull, I rotate them out and whatever. And then I think about the person that got me the glass and it brings me joy. You um, remember as Marie the Kondo that
0: bought you the wine. I glass? do.
1: I do. Yeah. Cause sometimes the wine glass will like, you know, have a cute saying on it or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, oh like, um, my assistant for Christmas bought me a wine glass that says, um, uh, it, it has like a cute little tooth on it. And it says, um, I'm, I'm just going to polish off this wine glass, which was like so <laughs> cute. Right. Like, Oh, that's hi, know. So Sam? at any rate, Is that Sam that did that. Hi, Sam. That's Sam. Yes. We love Sam. She's so kind. So I'm like doing that with, at like everything. So I'm here in my office right now, and I don't know. I would love to hear from our viewers at home. Did anybody else keep their binders and their textbooks from hygiene school? Because I did. I graduated from, okay, good. Irene's I raising her mine. hand.
0: Literally, literally, I gra- we were, I don't know what I literally we were have doing all mine. last week, but I was like, hold on a second, let me get my Malamed. Circle yes. in Oh, that's right. You
1: did get your MetaMed like, emergency book out. I think
0: that, that was in the chapter about ethics and it was something. Well, other. you're, but yeah, your I brain, you have
1: like a photographic brain though. You're like kind of.
0: I knew it was in chapter four. I found that shit. Mm hmm. That's funny.
1: Chapter four it so is. So you kept so all your books and then purchased them. I kept them all? all my books. So I'm like rearranging all of them and I'm like cleaning my office right now. And um, I posted it on IG, but I found like. The um, box of iPhones past, yep. like this yep. graveyard of like every iPod, every iPad, Why do every we keep those
0: boxes. Well, I like Why? I Yeah, I know.
1: I don't know, but somebody some messaged of them me still and have
0: chargers in them. Like some I know, them, I know. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't need I to. Know. I don't need to open this brand new charger. I have a perfectly good one already going. Right. And then, so then open it just it, like, sits like there's there. headphones and there's a charger in there. There's like one of those little tiny think- key things that like pokes yes. out your SIM card. Yeah. Allows it to come out. Nobody but uses because
1: you, think- you end up using a bobby pin anyways. Uh, but I always felt like growing up that you'd want to hang on to that because of the instructions in it. But iPhones don't even come with instructions. Right. So it's like there's really no reason to hang on to any. But I, like, I had them all. And finally, I was just like, Time that's it. I'm going to recycle them. So they're all in my recycling. But I don't know. I'm just I'm having one of those like things. And of yeah. course, I have like a zillion. Everybody needs my attention. But I'm like too busy, like sorting out my binders from 2003 to like even think. So right. <laughs> anyways, that's I what I'm like,
0: doing. It's the procrastination part of it.
1: And I yeah, think I feel like feels someone a lot said that to me the other that. day
0: and I was like answering stuff in email like so immediately and they're like, What are you omitting? Like what are you what are you avoiding right now in your life? Yeah. That you are so available. And like, You're like, I'm my re- emotions? I'm like repotting plants. <laughs> I'm like rearranging the living room furniture. And it's like, wait a second. Yep. What What exactly are you procrastinating <gasps> from? Oh, it's the the three presentations that you have to do within the next 14 days that you haven't even written. Right. Oh, yeah. It's uh, those. Yep. Yeah, that's what that is. Yep. Yeah. There
1: it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Terrific. So that's that. So w- tell me what's going <gasps> on in the world of Tooth Life Irene. I am Irene. exhausted.
0: So... Why? I started school again this week and we went straight into patient care. So for those of you as Katrina calls you, the viewers at home, I started Mm -hmm. restorative dental hygiene school last semester and I did all of my Mm -hmm. theory stuff and we were in clinic and like I was learning on typodons how to like, you know, do fillings and veneers and bonding and all of that fun stuff on like You're doing
1: veneers too?
0: Yeah. On like little plastic plastic teeth. Um, That's cool. So then it's like, okay, great. Like holidays, two weeks off. And then January 10th rolls around and they're like, you've got two patients and eight hours worth of clinic time. You have a four hour clinic and a four hour clinic. And they're like, book a patient. Like with, you know, they give you like a roster. Yeah. Yeah. The parameters. Yeah. So I call my peeps and, you know, I book their appointments and my first two patients were amazing um and then so yesterday was my first clinical day i did three fillings in eight hours <laughs> but that's how long it takes we all remember that right oh my god how the was the your marginal game? integrity it was the did waiting you just rock it? Game? i totally forgot so my like my first filling was a one four do like it was no nbd it was like, kind of a strange tooth because it was like a little bit rotated so the contact mm. was off
1: uh, mm. but it wasn't
0: deep like it was you know a couple of layers of composite Fun I did a little anatomy yeah. do it to it yeah get so it done. I did it mm-hmm. built my contact beautiful anatomy was cool like it was all good so that took me four hours like my first my first it didn't take me four hours of physical building of the of the restoration part it was probably like whatever, an hour and a half to two hours because you have just stop in between, right? Like you do medical mm-hmm. history, you get signed in and mm-hmm. then the dentist comes and preps the yeah. tooth and then you sign up with your instructor. Your instructor comes in and checks Has the prep check the and then watches you, watches you do everything from putting on your rubber dam until you etch, you bond, you cure, and then like you start with your filling. So let me tell you about the situation with ppe right now so a new guideline came out we're in another lockdown as we speak here in the province of ontario until the 21st and um so we're wearing full and any fives gowns scrubs long sleeve mm-hmm. so long sleeve shirt underneath your scrubs and then scrubs and then pants that cover all the way to your ankles so now these cutesy jogger yogur versions yeah, of no. like yoga yeah. pants like it's like you're the like tucking your socks into your pants. Mob, yeah, thick, disgusting, Ugh. non-breathable scrubs that are like one size fits nobody. They're like hanging Ew. off of your ass, like it's those right? <laughs> they're, <laughs> like built for the up, they're like come up, man. They're like come up to my boobs, like that's how high this front <laughs> waist is. It's terrible. It is not sexy <laughs> at all. So I'm like tucking my shirt into my uh, underwear basically because the undershirts are also very big. So like my underwear band is going over top of my shirt that is not moisture wicking yes. at all. And then these like polypsy polyureth- from my, yeah, like, my scrubs like <laughs> poly versions of scrub pants go on. And then this oversized scrub top. Uh, and then, you know, the 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 gown that is made of, I'm pretty sure like it's kind of the same material. You know those like um, tablecloths that you get when you go camping yeah. and it's kind of like fuzzy on the bottom. Yeah, but then it's, it's fuzzy like, on
1: the underside. It's like a shower curtain on top.
0: Yeah, yeah. so they're like that and Ew. then you wear your N95 which, you know, is terrible and then head, your your hair has to be covered so I wear the Tooth Life scrub caps because, you know, represent. Obby. I have yeah. such a funny story about the Tooth Life scrub caps. You're going to die a little bit. And then um, we have a shield that is legit a helmet so you've got a helmet top and then the front is like i feel like i can weld with this thing yeah it is so That's... intensely hardcore and heavy and then loops and all of that stuff the gloves so
1: what does so one sweating. have to do so I'm what sweating. does one have to do to acquire an image of you in this super adorable getup? All, like
0: all you have to do literally is ask because I knew you were going to ask. I would like to I request. knew you were going to ask. So today <laughs> at school, against all rules, I mean, there's no patient, nothing in it. I took this photo. For you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is so bad. She is the most I'm gonna I'm beautiful post it
0: and then someone the someone world. I have to blur out everything else in the background because if, if they see that I'm in school, I'm probably gonna get suspended or something. But it was intense. So that was that. Mm. So I'm I'm literally sweating. Like I can feel the beads of sweat I as could, I try I and get Pitt this. Rubber, thinking about it. I try and get this rubber dam on this person's mouth and they're moving around and it's like slipping and sliding. Let me tell you, putting on a rubber dam on a human. Is nothing like
1: putting a rubber dam
0: on a type it on with no cheeks and face.
1: I know. It's so – that's what I'm – I think putting the rubber dam on is the hardest part. Like, like sweating. once you have – And my teacher's watching me. Once you punched me. the thing and you know, – like, because I always would punch it in the wrong area of the rubber dam, too. I am so obsessed like, with it. punching
0: it properly that I just use a little guide it comes with. So I, like, mark out the little holes and then oh, do that's it. that's new. But, I mean, I should just do it in the mouth because nobody's teeth are in the same position as the little holes. But no, anyway, so I know, my teacher's watching me. There's beads of sweat dripping down my body. I can feel <laughs> – I can feel my undershirt that's tucked into my pants, like, ew, just, just getting just, saturated. So gross and sitting there and like my own filth. It was disgusting. And then they're like, okay, you can go to lunch now. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. I like, I'm yeah. afraid to take my scrub cap off. So it was that I did that filling. And then in the afternoon, I had another patient who had the exact same, like, the multiple carries, but that same filling on the 1,4 distal also needed to be done. So, they're like, what do you mm-hmm. want to do today? I was like, I don't know. I'd like to do the 1 4 again. Like, I did it this morning. I feel like I could do it better. What's a 1
1: 4? Four? Oh, that's your tooth number. Tooth number,
0: quad 1, tooth 4. Quad
1: 1, tooth number 4 from yeah. the midline back. Yeah. Got it. Okay, exactly. got it. Got it. Got from the it. I'm back sorry. to the I'm sorry. front. Oh, from the mid- back to the sorry, front. Sorry, yeah, no, uh, I mean, yeah, I know. Midline back.
0: Yeah, yeah. You could work backwards the... or forwards, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Eight, sorry. Eight, seven, six, okay. five, four, one, two, three, four, whatever. So okay. yeah. So we did that, and then and then I did that tooth, and then I did a, a forty-seven. So lower right second molar buckle filling. Okay. okay. So was... for the Americans, that's number
1: thirty. Yeah. So second it's... molar, first molar. Uh, second molar. Thirty-one. Sorry, yep. Americans, that's number so thirty-one. I did a, I, everyone I did is driving in their car, in and they just corrected me. <laughs> like, they were like, "It's thirty-one, you dumb ginger."
0: So I did that. And that one was a little deeper. So I had to use like a little Theracal to like, you know, cap off mm-hmm. a little bit of yeah. that. Do
1: the, do the thing. Do
0: the thing for the sensitivity. And then I did the thing for the sensitivity. And then today I was an assistant. So like we switch. So yesterday oh. I was the clinician and today I was the assistant. But it was just an, it was an experience. Let me just tell you it was an experience.
1: I must say though, um, that's <sighs> amazing. So there there are a few states in the United States that permit dental hygienists to do restorative. Yep. Uh, Arizona is one of them. That's relatively new. Um, I was the very first cohort at the University of Minnesota that got their restorative functions. Um, that's the RF on my name. And one thing that I thought was kind of cool about it, and I just I want to like hats off, scrubs cap. Caps off to you, Irene. Irene. Um, one thing that I really want to celebrate is um, you know, this is new, this is futuristic for dental hygienists to step into this space where we're doing restorative. Um, at the time, when I was in hygiene school, uh, the dental hygiene faculty were almost getting bullied by the dental faculty hmm. because they were teaching dental hygienists how to do restorative. And I'll never forget, um, we were all in clinic. Uh, my senior year and we're all like filling the, you know, cause you get like the drilled teeth of the typodonts or whatever. So we're all like working in our own private areas with our little amalgams or whatever. And a dental faculty member walked through our clinic and said at the top of his lungs, any boob can fill a hole. I'll never forget it. And it was like, what? I mean, it was the weirdest thing. So ironically, this is what my dental hygiene faculty did. They ran We're a study. This is the
0: like, uh, like they a like little bit of cotton pellets <laughs> of out at him. Here
1: you go. Keep your you keep no. your own hole moist. <laughs> <laughs> no. So what, this is what they did because the University of Minnesota Gross. is a big research facility. So they got funding. Uh, did a they did a research study where they took a senior dental hygiene student, um, Senior dental hygiene student uh, prepped teeth from our competency. They took third-year dental student, um, yeah, third-year dental student prepped teeth from their competency, and they compared us. Um, they looked at marginal integrity. Hmm. They looked at all of those pieces because at that point we had had the same exact same amount of training in restorative stuff. So they compared our, um, you know, integrity. It was a blind evaluation, and it was the dental faculty that evaluated that restorative work. Mm. And of course, wouldn't you know it? Who consistently performed between the dental hygiene students, the fourth-year dental hygiene students, and the third-year dental students? Who performed better, the hygiene students? Like our mm-hmm. our um, rubrics, you know, although the same showed that we uh, definitely honored, we understood the anatomy, we understood marginal integrity, we understood, you know, all of those pieces, and that was actually published in Adia the year that I graduated. So I, I was the cohort that was a part of that study. We didn't know; we were just told this is a competency, and you need to do a great job. That's all we were told. Old. So it's kind of interesting because that really paved the way. It peeled mm. back layers, at least in the state of Minnesota, for dental faculty to go, Oh, holy crap. Like these hygienists actually they know what they're doing and they're doing it well. So it, it you know, it certainly didn't win everybody over, but it did dial it back. So I, I just I want to um I want to acknowledge you because that it it's um it's disrupting our profession a bit uh, for dental hygienists to do what we're doing in restorative work, but it's also just so thrilling and exciting and I think it's allowing patients to get access to the type of care that they need. So yeah, um, I
0: think it's my scrub F does there are like a variety of of designations of EFTAs that can do some restorative work too and like therapists. So this isn't new. It's just new to some people and it's new to a lot of dentists and even dental hygienists. Like mm-hmm. I remember when I first like, you know, announced that I was going back to school to do this, people were sliding into my DMs and they're like, what what do you mean? Like what is this? And like they live right. in my province. Like they live in my country and they're like, I've never heard of this before. And it's because, you know, the schools don't really do a great job of publicizing it because the schools are publicly funded institutions with sure. red tape and policies in place to like prevent things like you know a student like me posting a picture on instagram and then having the literally the school ask me to take it down because oh no there's too too much people know much excitement about this program god forbid people should register or actually know what it's about but whatever a topic for another day that's just me being exhausted and bitter uh but yeah so that's that is what's happening in my world. I love that. So, okay. I love fun, that. fun story, a, a complete, like aside, we're going to get into our episode and our sponsor. And like, so, so you know, the little scrub caps that I make, you have some, right? Mm-hmm. So I do. I, fin- I, love them. I finally go to, so to, to like, I'll run on, run on sentence, run on story here. So I go to school yesterday for the first time. And also the dental hygiene students, like the second year dental hygiene students were in the premise at the same time wearing the same color scrubs so each program has a different colored scrubs and restorative Mm -hmm. and rdh have the same like blue ish like indigo blue colored scrubs so i'm going Mm -hmm. to my locker i'm getting dressed and like i'm in my blue scrubs and there's like a couple of students that are across the the little locker area for me and i didn't recognize them they didn't recognize me and they're like oh are you a restorative dental hygiene student i'm like yeah um, and I'm like, are you in dental hygiene? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, cool. And they asked me, you know, when did you graduate? So I graduated in 2007. This one girl goes to me, she goes, oh, what took you so long? <laughs> I was like, oh. wait, what? I, I kind of like, I'm wearing a mask on. So I was a little taken back and her friend was standing next to her. And she's like, yeah, what took you so long to go back to school? And I was like, well, um, I mean, I've done a lot of other stuff like professionally. So like, I don't know, just this was a good time. And she's like, oh, like what? Like what
1: else have you done? You're like, get your phone out, homie.
0: <laughs> she's like, like what? I'm like, I, Listen, I don't know. Listen, you Gen Zer. Like, get like, your Instagram I out. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I've like written a couple of articles and stuff. And she's like, oh, yeah, like about what? And like "Like teeth stuff. And then she's like, oh, okay, cool. And she's kind of like does a little eye roll and like shuts her lock she's like 12 like literally she's twelve. yeah years old. yeah i was gonna say she, like she like, slams not- her locker and like you're like i away. can
1: order a beer in a bar so get <laughs> out of here
0: <laughs> so i was i was like thinking to myself i'm like damn like i don't think i'd ever say that to somebody but whatever so no. i go up to the third floor and then the third floor is kind of split into two restorative hygienes on one side and then hygiene clinic is on the other side so there's like a posse of these like teeny boppy really young like new in school dental hygiene students and like 50 percent of them are wearing tooth life scrub caps with my Mm. logo on them and i'm wearing one too (laughs) so i walk by them all and i'm with like another one of my colleagues who is you know a hygienist of like 10 years and they're like cut eyeing us like they're looking us up and down giving us cut-eye and like the ones that are wearing my scrub caps one of them she's like i like your scrub cap i have that same color and i'm like oh my god i love tooth life aren't their scrub caps just amazing and someone else is like yeah they are i have three but they shipped from boxing day and i haven't received them yet and it's like this whole thing and they're all just like cut eyeing me did you ever tell them no and my friend who's right next to me she goes why didn't you say anything i was like I think silence is like the best thing. They're probably going to listen. Someone's going to listen to this podcast and send it to them and be like, oh, snap. Was that you in
1: the hallway? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty funny. Anyway, we've
0: got an episode
1: okay. kindly sponsored Woohoo. by
0: our peeps at Lip TX, which is an this, amazing company that yes, I've been working with. This is so with. cool. Yeah, yes. I've, be, I've, I've seen your working... stuff on
1: Instagram, Irene. Well, thank
0: you for the following. It's the
1: like. well, no, no. Well, of, of course I follow you, but this is what's so cool. And I want to, I want to ask you about how you use this product. But mm-hmm. um, this is what's so crazy. When we focus on performing hygiene appointments, we're focused on the teeth. We're focused on the gum tissues and we miss the fact that there are a zillion other reservoirs for bacteria in the oral cavity. And, you know, I've been saying this for years, like we really need to look at, first of all, extra orally, what is coming in contact with our oral mucosa. We do screen the lips or extra orally, the vermilion border, right? To make sure that, you know, we're identifying pathologies and things like that, looking at inconsistencies, p- potential cancerous issues, even the tongue, right? So I love this. Tell me about how you're using. Um, yeah lip TX.
0: Yes, so it's cool. It's a company, it's a company that is based out of Australia. So they designed uh, a three step process 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 on kind of rejuvenating the lips and it's focused towards us dental professionals and our patients in in the chair so the three-step process is interesting like the first step which is the exfoliate step uh uses like mechanical probiotic exfoliators to help remove you know dead cells which also has an enzyme that promotes skin renewal the second Mm. step is this like three minute mask that you put on immediately after so you don't wipe off the exfoliator Um, you just put this mask on top and it has antioxidants in it that helps to restore moisture to the lips and then the final step which is my favorite super fragrance very sweet tasting it's the protect um, portion of the treatment that has spf uh, powerful antioxidants and then like a peptide formula to help rehydrate and keep the lips healthy So I, I I do this, I do this complimentary and I've found that there's some people that charge for it. Like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. a box is not super expensive, but, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I don't, I don't charge for it. I, I just.
1: It next levels your practice, doesn't it, Irene? I mean, it just. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Like people like it. And I mean, you don't have to offer it to
0: everyone all the time, but like it's winter. These months are really harsh, especially here in Canada. It's like literally minus 30 degrees right now. So it's yeah. freezing. I was walking to school today. My eyelashes were freezing. Like I was thankful that I was wearing a mask because my
1: face would have been frozen. Oh, so
0: it's really nice. Well, so check the description I will say below this. Uh,
1: for so info. So I, I and I don't, I don't share this a lot. So I don't know why I'm going to share this on the podcast. But um, I uh, previously took Accutane. Did you? Um, I took. Accutane about eight years ago. Mm. So anybody who has or knows somebody who has taken Accutane, your lips are never, ever, ever the same. Really, after you've taken it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did know um, that. It it complete your your lips are always chapped. You are mm. always exfoliating. I mean, constantly. It changes the the concentrate the your skin. It changes your lips forever. So think about all the patients that like have those like crusties and and Mouth how breathers beneficial too. Man, I'm seeing so yeah. many. So many people
0: that are mouth breathers or have yes. really severe allergies or breathing yes. through their mouths. Their Mask lips mouth really Mask mouth right now. Yeah. Yes. It's huge. So it's fun. It's really nice. Yeah. And it's like, it's that little added touch that yeah. uh, I think people appreciate. So check out the link in the description below so you can find out more about LipTX. And I've got a variety of posts on Instagram and some tutorial videos on how I've done this on patients. So I can share that with you some before and afters um, in the description. So yeah, check that out. And
1: we've got an episode. Woohoo. I'm so excited. Do this you, is great.
0: Do you know who our episode is? No, I
1: never know who, my, who the episode is. Why would I know?
0: <laughs> and I'm assuming that you would like a song.
1: I want a song. What's my other option again? A poem? A haiku? Uh, yeah. No, I want a song.
0: Okay. Here we go. Um, here is your song. Let's see if you can figure it out. Okay.
1: I feel like I'm going to have to go down. A, my- it,
0: is a, it is a rhyme. This Irene person Radenhold. who is singing this song rhymes with the last name of the person we interviewed. Here we go. Okay. No. <laughs> no.
1: I would love if somebody could like slide into our DMs and tell me like do you guys get what Irene is doing with these cuz <laughs> Okay.
0: All right. All
1: right. Babe, <laughs> Here's another one. Is that a country S- singer? Same name.
0: know who this is at least no (laughs) okay all right I'll help you uh the the singer of this song is Ozzy Osbourne the last group was the Osbourne brothers Ozzy
1: Osbourne yeah and Osbourne
0: And our guest was Kareem Osman. Osman. <laughs> <laughs> no? Oh, man. How? Okay, what song in the world would you have
1: done for Kareem Osman? All right, are you ready for this? This is exactly what I would have done. Ready? All right, let's hear it. I'm going to play it and. Uh... Let's see.
0: Let's see if you're smarter than me. Let's go. No idea. Who is this? cookies and cream <laughs> all right let's go let's dream this is what i mean i don't even know the song like peaches and cream by who sean paul who is this peaches no this is this is 112 how am i supposed to know 112 and peaches and cream Peach- and, kareem peaches and cream because i kareem kareem no, 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 peaches and kareem seriously you killed hey, me effort. i think we just effort found i think execution. we just found the name of our episode you guys peaches i'm so excited for you <laughs> to meet my
1: amazing friend kareem osman dr kareem osman He is amazing he's a dentist uh, <laughs> off of the east coast and he's got a lot of really cool stuff he's he's doing and um this was a really um amazing episode where there's a lot of heart and um a lot of um inspo so uh, we hope that you all will enjoy this amazing episode from the fabulous Dr. Kareem Osman.
0: We'll catch you on the flip side.
1: All on the flippity flip. Welcome back, peeps,
0: to another episode of the Tooth or Dare Podcast.
1: Peeps with your peeps, Irene and Katrina. Hello, my love. How are you? Today? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? Are you having a good day, Irene? Thank you for asking having a Good. wonderful
0: day, but a more wonderful day now cuz I'm hanging out with you. Oh my gosh. And a guest yes. whom I whom I have never met before, but you know him. Yes. So, I'm going to let you take over the intro item.
1: Oh my gosh. Do it. Okay. Get it. So, Go. I'm I'm so excited. I want you guys to meet my friend Kareem, Dr. Kareem Osman. He is um just uh making such a huge splash in the in the dental world, in the dental space, in the practice owner space. Um, I met Kareem. We only met like what, maybe nine or 10 months ago. I mean, it, it's uh, it was early on uh, this year when we met and, You know, we just, we hit it off because our brains, I think, are so similar in how we look at dentistry, what we understand are some of the needs in dentistry. Um, He's a hustler, which I I love because I want to keep a circle of people around me that are very much in alignment with that um, mindset of staying connected and uh, continuing to elevate our profession. And Kareem's brain just thinks about um, some of the opportunities that we have to continue to elevate our profession, Uh, his brain just works in such an amazing way. So I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome to Tooth or Dare. Um, And I can't wait for all of us to learn a little bit more about you, where you got your start and, uh, and where you're going on this amazing journey. So welcome to the pod.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, And thank you so much for that awesome intro. I think you, you gassed me up a little bit. I don't deserve (laughs) all that credit. Um, I'm just trying to be like you, honestly, after I saw you and I was inspired by you, I was like, I just want to be like a little speck of dust on Katrina's (laughs) shoes, you know, wherever (laughs) she goes, I want to go.
1: She does wear fabulous shoes. I do. I try. (laughs) I try. So welcome. Um, Irene, do you want to do the thing? I want to do the thing. I don't know anything about you, so
0: I want to do the thing. i I liked I don't okay. So I have to explain this to you. You've probably never listened to the episodes before, which is totally ok. Um Katrina likes to know everything about her guests before they come on the show. She's okay. like, a profiler she should probably work for csi or like nasa (laughs) or some sort of like artificial intelligence agency because she can like pinpoint someone and know everything about them whereas i want to like know them in real life like you know face to face sort of thing so i like to go way back like before you became a doctor before however you guys know each other now like can we go like When when you like, do you remember coming out of the womb? Like, do you remember what it was like when when you were birthed? Or like, do you like elementary school? Were you like the cool kid? Did you play soccer or like football or Or were you you in the band? band? Could Katrina really wants to know if you played the trumpet? Like, I'm sure there's a musical (laughs) instrument. She's already attached to you. So can we go like how far like where where Let's go back? I
2: I definitely not was not the cool kid in school. Um, So my parents, they came here from Egypt. probably like, you know, 35, close to 40 years ago. And they're, you know, um, they, they came from a, like a really nice family back home. But when you come here and you don't have a formal education in America, your degree isn't necessarily accepted here. So you have to start literally from all the way at the bottom and then not knowing how to speak English that doesn't, doesn't help that entire mix. Sure. So, um, you know, growing up in Egypt, they lived a very traditional, you know, conservative lifestyle. So America is like a big culture shock for them. Um, you know, freedom of speech. Mm. The word freedom. You know, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's 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 different. It's a different life here. So I was really sheltered growing up. Uh, my parents were really protective because it's 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 like uncharted grounds for them. You know, so my mom would dress me, so I would be the guy wearing like the high waters and like the turtleneck. You know, Aww. back when turtlenecks <laughs> were not in. I don't think high waters were ever in or they'll, they'll ever be in, but <laughs> Karine, um, I, this just I was makes that makes me guy. adore
1: you even more.
2: <laughs> no, it's, so it's, awesome. you know, what's awesome about it, Katrina, is that everything that happens to you in your life, um, you can either be bitter or you can be better, mm. you know, and that's a choice that every single one of us can make every single day. Your, you know, your past doesn't have to dictate or, you know, uh, you know, tell you what your future is going to be like. Every single day that you you can wake up, you can determine what your future is going to be. And some people, they grow up maybe in my situation and they're like, I hate my parents or, you know, I I wish I did this or I wish I did that. I'm grateful for the fact that they were able to support us, take care of us. And their head, that was the best thing that they could do for us, which is be protective. You know, I never went to a birthday party growing up. Um, Yeah, seriously, they were, it was really sheltered, you know? um, So... Some people use that and they can, like, like I said, they can become, you know, it can really affect them and they can put them into really dark places. Or you can kind of look at the other side and be like, they didn't know any better. You know, they tried their best. They did the best with what they had. Mm-hmm. And I think always being positive, that's really been it for me is that I have a lot of crap that goes on in my life, you know, good and bad. And I never let those bad things affect my outcome on what can be good you know, I actually try to find good in all of the bad things that happen because maybe they weren't bad. Maybe mm-hmm. if I would go out and I would do all these things, you know, maybe I would have gotten myself in a lot of trouble or I would have done something that, or I would have hung out with friends that I wasn't supposed to hang out with and I wouldn't be where I am today. So there's always a silver lining. And I think that as humans, we, it's easy to look at the bad and, and to dwell on it. And it's yeah. really hard to look at the good and be grateful for it, even if it's a little bit. And the more you're grateful, that little becomes a lot. And um, I'm, I'm talking too much now, but
1: no, no, I, I, no. I love it because it, it's, it's about the importance of mindset. And I think sometimes we forget that you can, you can be a, a victim in a situation or you can be the victor in the situation and really rise above. Um, there's a, an activity I can and I, of course, for the life of me, I can't recall what this activity or who, who originated it, but the idea being, if you can express gratitude every day you know, identify one thing that you're grateful for, even on days when, you know, your, your world has fallen apart. Like how, how can you find gratitude in those moments? Um, And they've followed people that have done this activity every day and, and seen the trajectory of where their lives go personally, professionally, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And it's really incredible. The idea of being that practice of, of that mindset is so important. And I, I love that you can look back on your youth and and see it for the beauty that it, it it was. Um and clearly that, you know, you're right, these things don't happen by accident. These these things that occurred in your youth curated, gave you, you know, uh strength and and an understanding of culture and and empathy and kindness you know i mean all these things that i'm sure now you look at as an adult as a as a business owner as you know all of the incredible things that you're doing and i'm sure you can see those those moments where it's like oh my gosh these these things are now showing back up as an adult and i'm i'm so grateful that i i learned these lessons as as a child so i love that
2: thank you absolutely and it just to be honest, it even gives you confidence because yeah. you grow up and you're like, you know, what? I want to prove those people wrong that never took me seriously or yes. they never, they always counted me out. You know, the haters, you know, yes. DJ Khaled mm-hmm. always says, they, you know, they, yeah. they, they don't want you to win. They don't want you to be successful. They don't want you to get that house or get that car. And it's true. There's mm-hmm. a lot of theys in each of our lives. And when people see you winning, um, you know, I, I heard something from Kobe this morning on an Instagram post. I love Kobe, by the way. And um, I have, I get so much inspiration from that guy. Um, but, you know, and I'll share two stories with you guys about Kobe that I really love hearing. And the first one is the one that I heard this morning. And he was saying on this like 30 second clip, he's like, you know what the dream is when, when they're saying my dream or the dream or chasing the dream? He said, the dream is you and you wake up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. and you don't like it. You hate You hate every single second of it. When you go to the gym in the morning and you hate every single second of it, when you have to deliver a project for work and you're trying to go above and beyond, but you hate every single second of your life doing it, but you persevere and you keep going. He's like, that's what the dream is. The dream is the journey. It's not the destination. Everybody thinks mm-hmm. that the destination, when I, when I become a doctor, when I become the best hygienist in the world, when I become a millionaire, when I bec- open up my business, when I do this, when I do that, that's the dream. He said, that's not the The dream is the grind. It's the hustle. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the never giving up. It's the day-to-day that when you show up, that is the dream. And as a result, you end up getting the, the destination. And I just thought that it was really awesome because that's his mentality. That's how winners think. You know, Winners understand yeah. that when you're in the gym, you don't necessarily have to like it. it. Might be the worst freaking time of your life when he's shooting in the court for hours on end. Maybe mm-hmm. he hates it. He loves being in the game, but he knows for him to perform on the court he has to put in the work that he doesn't like or want to do. And that's the difference between success and failure. You know, it's all about mindset. And just, again, it goes back to how we condition our brain, how we condition, how we react to things that happen around us. The second story I want to share about you guys with Kobe that I find so much, you know, just like inspiration in, in his off season I think after he won a championship game, one of his teammates was telling the story after he passed away. And they were like, you know, we were on vacation together. We had just won a championship and they made a commitment They're They're like, imagine they're like on this, like, let's say they're in like, you know, Punta Cana or something. And they're all on vacation. Mm-hmm. And they, they agreed with Kobe. Everybody's going to sleep in today, Kobe. Nobody's going to wake up early. Nobody's going to go to the gym. We're just going to enjoy our first day of vacation. And then if you want to work out tomorrow, you can work out. But can we just all please stay in for one night and just enjoy sleep? And Kobe agreed. He said, okay, tonight, I'm not going to wake up early. I'm not going to do anything. We're going to all just sleep in and relax. This is the off season, guys, okay? He's already won the championship. And once they agreed with Kobe, they all went back to their rooms. And then they got on a group chat together. And they're like, you know what? We're going to go to the gym tomorrow morning. Kobe usually goes at around 5 a.m. We're going to go at 4 a.m., you know, just in case if he tries to lie to us and show up, Mm -hmm. we're going to rub it in his face that we went an hour before him. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Kobe, knowing how they could be, shows up to the gym at 3 (laughs) a.m. So when they show up at 4 a.m., Kobe was already there in the middle of his workout. Wow. And, and, And that's just the work ethic. And you know of course you you want to have a work life balance and all of those things
0: mm-hmm. but 3am that's that's early i mean that's pretty dedicated yeah, that's Kobe. as i grab <laughs> glass of wine you <laughs> you're if you're listening to this
2: but it's it's <sighs> what are you willing to do to achieve you know, the destination goes back. It's not the dream. Cause remember the dream is in the hustle. That's what I learned from him. What are you willing to do to get to where you want to be? Are you willing to work harder than everybody else and grind harder than everybody else and understand that you're probably going to fail more than everybody else? Cause that's what it's probably going to take. All these successful people didn't just have, you know, green lights their whole life. They had a lot of red lights. They had a lot of stop signs, but yeah. they didn't turn around and go back home. They're like, we're going to keep going. You know, and if we run out of gas, we're going to walk to our destination. And if I can't walk anymore, I'm going to crawl. And if I can't crawl, I'm going to (laughs) like slither on the floor, whatever (laughs) it takes, you know. It's amazing. And and that's the mentality of a winner is that whatever it takes, you know, and I I try to remind myself of that every day. Guess what? We have a lot of crap that goes on in the office. And, you know, Casper, we're we're building the software company, whatever it takes. That's what I tell my team every single day. This is whatever it takes, you know. So and, so and at the end it's not about the money it's not about it's it's not about making it to you know the stardom or or fame or whatever it is it's about you know knowing that i gave it 150% and i'll have no regrets wherever that takes me whether it's to where i want to be or whether it ends me up somewhere else if i know i did whatever it takes it, then it just wasn't meant to be and i'm and i can live with that you know I, i'm mm-hmm. not going to be bitter i'm going to be okay with it cuz i know i did everything in my human humanly possible you know, capacity to do, just didn't work out, and that's okay. Something better will will, will come along. Um, mm. So,
0: so where where did you tell me we we skipped over whether you played in the band or not? Very <laughs> important question.
2: I didn't you play in the band. skipped right
0: over that. I didn't, didn't play, play in the play band. In the band. <laughs> Sorry, he but
1: didn't if, play I any did, instruments. if
2: I did, if I did, if I did, I would have probably been, you know, I would have ruined it because I'm not, I'm not was, instrumental at all. I, have, I was going to no say news. the
1: drums. That's what I was like he say. would have
0: played the drums. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. No. Yep, I agree. Yeah. So wh- where did you go to school? Where do you live now?
2: So I grew up in <laughs> New Jersey. What does your day
0: to day look like?
2: I grew up in New Jersey. Jersey? Um, yeah. Born and raised in Scotch. Are you friends place.
0: with, are you friends with our friend Jason, bloody tooth guy?
2: No, I'm not. He's out of Jersey. I follow him on Instagram, but I I didn't know he was based out of Jersey. Jersey. Um, There's nothing fun to do in New Jersey. Don't worry. There's absolutely nothing to do here. So (laughs) don't feel too bad that you guys are not in New Jersey. But um, I grew up here. I went to Rutgers, the state university. Sure. Um, And then I went to NYU. um, And I graduated from NYU in 2016.
1: So how did we... So I want to understand you, you grow up with this, um, very traditional Egyptian family. They come over to the United States. You're here in New Jersey. Where did dentistry come from? Does anybody in your family work in dentistry or in the healthcare you know, space? I mean, where, where how, how did that? Originally did that I wanted
2: to go to medical school. Um, but all my life, I've never been a good exam taker. I can study and I can know everything. And I just show up to the exam and I just You know, I'll get like an 80 or a 70, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just no matter how much of the material I knew I would be reviewing with my friends the night before I would get an 80, no matter how hard I study, you know, and I know more than them and they get like 90s and and hundreds. Um, So I was planning on going to medical school and I met a colleague in college. He's one of my best friends until today, and he was doing dentistry and he was working at this office and he told me, listen, why don't you come and volunteer? They'll pay you and it'll be it'll look good on your resume when you're applying to med school. And I went, I tried it. I honestly really enjoyed it. It was really hands-on. The doctor was pretty cool. And I was like, you know what, dude, this looks pretty cool. Tell me more about dentistry. And he said, well, you know, I'm about to take my DATs. I was like, how are the DATs? I heard the MCATs are really hard. He's like, "It's, it's a tough exam, but it's straightforward. So I was always bad at questions that are tricky. You know, when they try yeah. to trick you, I, I fall for, for, for those tricks. They make those questions for people like me mm-hmm. so I can fall right into that trap, <laughs> you know, and then they're evil because every mistake, they already know that you're going to make it and they have an answer for that mistake. That's so right. here you are thinking you're acing this test because every answer that you're coming with up with is right there. You think you're a genius and then you get your grade back. Seventy six, <laughs> you know, um, so I studied for the DATs. I did really well in the DATs because for the most part, it's pretty straightforward. It's a tough exam, but it's straightforward. If you either know it or you don't know it, you know, and, and, and that was it. I mean, my, my story even for dental school is amazing. Um, and, you know, I, I would love to share it with you guys, if you allow me to, just maybe to inspire yeah, somebody
0: of course. Yes. about,
2: you know, just whatever you do, always give back because it always comes back. It doesn't like you, when you help others, it never takes away from what you can accomplish or what you can achieve. And I feel like a lot of people they have the scarcity mindset that if I help other people, it's going to somehow take away from my sustenance or my, you know, um, success or whatever I can accomplish. And that's not true. There's too much. uh, There's this world is too big and too vast for one person to own it all or take it all. You know, it's not winner take all. So, This guy, um, and I'm not going to say his name in case he ever listens to this because he doesn't even know about the story. But um, he used to be I much smarter than me. You want to know who it is? Me. You
0: have to text me. You can't do that. <laughs> I'm that type me. of person where you're. You You can't just be like, I'm going to tell you this. No, no. You have to tell me. Eventually, you he have to, to tell me. You'll,
1: you'll text her. You'll text her. I mean.
2: yeah. uh, he was yeah. much smarter than me, always getting great grades in school. Um, he would stay up with me like the night before to study for like a physics test and like show me how to do all the equations and formulas and all this stuff. Um, I wasn't the greatest student in, 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 in college, as you can clearly tell, you know, um, I would be a procrastinator, which is something I regret now. Um, I wish I could go back and change that, but
0: hmm.
2: I've changed it now, which is good. But, you know, I, I, you live with that regret. Like, why didn't I try harder when I was young? Why didn't I build that good discipline? But anyway, um, he would always stay up with me, always help me out. And then it came time to apply. And I was really active on student doctor network. And, you know, I would read what kids would say when they were applying for dental school. And all of the kids or some of the kids, they said, you know, try to keep in touch with the admissions committee because they do remember your name. Don't be annoying and say, hey, why didn't you accept me? But like if your resume changes or if something else happens or if there's a new extracurricular, keep them up to date. So I started doing that. I started reaching out to all the dental schools. Um, and my GPA was like a 3.5. So it wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't like a bad student, but it was like, okay. I mean, kids applying to dental school, they're like 3.8, 3.9. They're freaks. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all geniuses. <laughs> um, I had a 21 on my DATs, which is like average. It's nothing to go wow for. It's a good score. It's a solid score. He had like a 28, which is like 99th percentile. You know, he had a th- uh, 3.97, which is like 99.99999 mm-hmm. percentile. He had, he had everything you know? And up until that point, him and I hadn't heard back from any schools. We applied to like 15 schools each. So I started emailing the Dean of Admissions at the various schools and just telling them, Hey, listen, I'm really interested in your program. I know you. And I would say specific things about that school. Like, I know you guys do this outreach program, or you guys do this, or you guys do that. And I would love to be part of it. And this is why I think I would be a good fit. Like I was telling them about why they should give me a chance um, in a nice strategic, smart way. I heard back from NYU and from Rutgers Dental. I got interviews at both of them. And I you know, I went to Rutgers interview up until this point. My friend who has perfect grades hasn't heard back mm. from anything, you know? And I go to the Rutgers interview and then my uh, NYU interview came up at around the, the end of October. So December 1st is when dental school tells you that you're in or you're out. So here I am going to this interview at the end of October, literally the beginning of November. My friend at this point, he still hasn't heard back from anybody, you know, so I, I remembered everything he had done for me. And I, and I go to the interview and the Dean of admissions, her name was Dr. Mejia. She told us, she gave us the personal tour around the school. And I, you know, I love the school and she's like, anybody that wants to talk to me at the end of the interview, you can find me on the 11th floor and you can just, you know, if you have any questions or whatever, you can come and talk to me. So obviously everybody wanted to go and talk to her, you know, mm-hmm. at the end, sure, just to like, sure. you know, put in a good word. So, I stood it all the way in the end of the line. And then I texted my friend. I was like, dude, listen, this is what's happening. I'm about to go sit with this lady. I'm going to text you right before I go into her office. And I'm going to leave my phone on her desk. And I just want you to send me a text message telling me, hey, can you please put in a good word for me? And just send me your like SAS ID, which is like your dental school application ID and your full name, your first name, your date of birth, everything. And I'll make believe that I saw that text message in front of her when I'm sitting at her desk. Like, I'll just make believe mm-hmm. it popped up on my phone. And I went in she got to know me. She asked me about my family. And then I get this text and I like make believe I'm looking at it. And then at the end of the conversation, right before I'm about to get up, I'm like, listen, I don't want to overstep my boundary or, you know, I don't want to like tell you how to do your job. But my friend who has been helping me since like day number one in college, this guy's always been there for me. He has better grades than me. Like if anything, he deserves to be here and not me. He didn't hear back. And like, this is his dream. He really wants to go to dental school. And again, not telling you how to do your job, but I would just love if you would just look at his application. That's it. And she's looking at me like, is this kid like, is there is there something Mm -hmm. raw raw, off with this guy? There's like, you know, 30,000 applications. There's like 200 seats or 300 seats. You have less than a 5% chance to get into dental school. And he's telling me about his friend who's more qualified than him. Tell me about a friend that maybe is less qualified. (laughs) Don't tell me about somebody who's more qualified. And I told her, yeah, I was like, you know, he's my best friend. And, and, you know, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him helping me. So she took his information down. I left and I go downstairs. My mom and my uncle were picking me up. They like cursed me out for doing that. They were like, you're the biggest idiot on the face of this planet. After you get in, then you go tell her about your friend. Don't go tell her about your smarter friend before you get in, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And I was like, listen, if it's meant to be, if it's mine, I'm going to get it no matter what. Nobody in this world can take anything that's mine. I believe Mm. that. Nobody. If it's mine, I'm going to get it. If it's not mine, I'm not going to get it no matter what I do, you know? Um, So literally in the middle of the car ride, we're driving back home from New York to Jersey. My friend calls me. He's like, dude, I just got an interview to NYU. And I was like, awesome, man. That's, That's amazing. So he books the interview right away. And then December 1st is here. He calls me. He's like, Oh my God, bro. We just got the emails. I got into dental school. So I go check my email. I didn't get an email. So I was like, dude, what are you talking about? How did you find out? He's like, they just sent out an email, go into your portal. So I'm logging into the portal. And then guess what guys waitlisted. Oh yes.
1: (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pretty much,
2: pretty much the no. word that went through my head. Your mom is
1: like, I told you so. <laughs> exactly, of course. Uh,
2: she said that and a few other words too that uh-huh. you know, are, not, yep. are not PG-13 for this podcast, oh, you know? No. Um, mm. Deep down, I'll be honest with you guys, it's not like you regret it, but you do feel bad. You're like, oh man, maybe I should have listened to my mom. Maybe I should have just waited or, <laughs> or this or that, you know? But I was like, you know what? If it, if it was mine, I'm going to get it no matter what. So I reached back out to her dean of admissions and she told me listen you're you're great on your dats your reading score it was a little bit low and it's just like you know i can't make the decision alone we have an entire committee and you know you're not rejected try to take some more courses this last semester of you know your senior year and show us if you if you know if 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 you can handle high level classes so i went and i signed up for like four 400 level literature classes to show them like i know how to read and write english i swear to god i know how to (laughs) read and write english you know wow um And I got straight A's in in all those classes. Obviously, I worked harder than I've ever worked that last semester. And I sent them my grades. And she calls me on, um, it was March. um, And she tells me, you know, congratulations, you're in. And obviously, I was going crazy. So after I got in, I went to visit her and thank her in person. And she told me, she's like, she remembered who I was. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I interview people every single year husband and wife, they're both applying. And I'll ask the husband, why should I take you over your wife? And he'll give me a reason. Brother and sister, why should I choose you over your sister? Why should I choose you over your brother? And they give her a reason. And she's like, you're here vouching for your friend and tell me that you want your friend to get in just like you. So she's like, I knew that day that I was going to accept you into the program, but because I have to make sure that your grades and everything is good and everything is fair Mm -hmm. because we have a strict process and like, you know, there's no favors or there's no like, there's no like hook me ups in dental school. She's like, you had to earn it. You had to, you had to show me a little bit more that you can do it because your grade was a little bit low, but she's like, I knew that day that if you did what I told you to do, I was going to let you into our program. And
1: that's amazing.
2: So in my head, I'm like, you can think of it, Now, let's take a step back to what we were talking about in the beginning. You could have taken that negative and been bitter. I'm never going to help anybody again. I'm going to always keep my Mm -hmm. mouth shut. I'm not going to put myself out there for anybody, you know, and and sure. Or maybe I couldn't have even done that to begin with, and I would have never stood out to her. There's thousands of applicants. Like, it's no big deal if she says no to me. There's a million other people that she'll say yes to, and they'll gladly pay the outrageous number for NYU, you know? Mm -hmm. But because of that one thing, she remembered me and she knew like, if this person follows through, it was almost like guaranteeing securing my spot. You know, I wasn't good enough without this little extra thing. I really believe that, I, I, you know, because kids have 4.0s and, and all these amazing yeah. grades. And that's a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother topic. I don't think grades are everything, you know, sure. um, grades are important. But who you are, what are your beliefs? What are your principles? What's your integrity like? That's what we need for the profession. We need kids that if they don't have the best grades, but they have good grades, but they have a good head on their shoulder. Those are the ones that we want to give opportunities to and help them get to, you know, leadership and, and really big positions in, in every aspect of our society.
0: How long have you been practicing? What year was this?
2: So this was, I graduated in 2016. I practiced wow. for one year. Um, I hated it. I worked for like a DSO. It was terrible. And then I quit dentistry for an entire year. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm
1: Wait, you took a year off
0: of dentistry? Wait, what? (laughs) You quit dentistry after all of that? After After how hard you worked to get in? You're like, I'm gonna work for the worst people in the world, hate my life, and then quit. I thought you were just telling us a few minutes ago about like how you don't quit about with. So, how did you go from I'm never gonna quit to I'm gonna quit?
2: So, quitting wasn't like, I'm going to give up on it. It wasn't, I was going to do it on my own terms. It was an
0: I'm break. You're taking no, a break.
2: I, it was, I'm going to do it on my own terms. I don't want to work for somebody that's forcing me to do treatment that I know the patient doesn't need. You mm. know, I'm never going to allow myself to earn money. That's, I don't, I don't need that type of money in my life.
1: There's that I character wanna, again, Kareem.
2: earn an honest living. And if that makes, if it means making only 10,000 bucks a year, then so be it. But I know that if you do things the honest way, you're going to make a crap ton of money because that's the big lacking thing in today's today. So everybody's just trying to pull a fast one on you. But when people really discover you and they're like, oh my God, that person really is legit. Sky's the limit for you because everybody's going to want to work with you. So anyway, the reason I I quit was because my friends, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always been into business. I used to flip houses in college, try to like, you know, save up money for dental school. And Um, I, my, my friends have always been telling me about crypto and Bitcoin and stuff like that. And I was just ignoring it. I was always in school. So when I was just telling them, I was like, listen, this job, it sucks. I'm going to leave once my contract's over. I was supposed to finish at five o'clock every day. I would finish at eight because they jack up my schedule. with like 50 patients. I'm not going to do BS work. I'm going to sit there and they're only paying me per diem. It's not per uh-huh. hour. So I'm no working way. like three they're hours a day for per free. DM? Yeah. So I'm, I'm working for free, you know? So anyway, I, you know, I did what I had to do. I got out of there. And then my friends were like, listen, Bitcoin at that time was about 700 bucks. They're like, Bitcoin's going (laughs) to 10,000. You have all these NYU loans. Do you remember
0: when they thought Bitcoin was going to be a million bucks?
2: It's going to be a million bucks.
0: Oh, (laughs) here we go.
2: (laughs) We'll get into that. I'm putting my
0: glasses on for that. Hell no.
2: (laughs) So anyway, um, they're like, Bitcoin's going to 10,000. And in my head, I was like, all right, I have a 15-year repayment plan. If I fail and I try this crypto thing and it doesn't work out, I have to pay my loans back in 16 years. But if I take a risk and it really pays off like these guys are saying that it will, because by, by that time, my friends were already, a lot of them that were in crypto, they were already multimillionaires. So I wasn't just listening to some idiots. Like They've been in crypto since 2010. They got in when it was like 20, 30, 40, 50, 200 bucks. They're they're already millionaires. By the time it was already at 700 bucks and they invested in other coins and stuff. So they know what they're talking about. Um, So I was like, you know what? If it comes 16 years, let it become 16 years. What's the big deal? Or I have a chance to pay off my entire loans, possibly. Mm. So I took that risk. I, I left dentistry for a year. I dedicated myself to crypto. I learned, I mastered it. I literally was up. 17 18 20 hours a day because the market and crypto never closes you, mm-hmm. can, you can you can go to sleep and then india wakes up and then they start selling and then you lose your whole portfolio you know mm-hmm. or china wakes up and then you you get screwed so you know i persevered how do you feel um,
0: about shiba inu coin
2: those are those are like fake coins you don't invest in
0: shiba <laughs> don't
2: invest that, in that, those, that, would have, that that that's like a pump and dump it's i mean we we have
0: some because they're cute how many yeah, Shibas exactly. do we have? How many we we talk about Shiba Inu coin like they're puppies? How many Shibas did we buy? <laughs>
2: It's a, it's a I mean it's fun
0: down. why not sim-
2: exactly it it listen sure. one day it might make you hundreds of thousands of dollars but it has absolutely no value it'll just do it just because right. like some of the NFTs that sell today for like hundreds of thousands of dollars, they have no right. intrinsic value it's just because people are crazy and they're willing to pay for it so i'm not saying it's not going to make it but i'm just saying in, in in the sense of use case there is no absolutely no use case for shibu ibu uno or
0: whatever you shiba inu ibu Inu, coin <laughs> you know, Nobody's well, it started with Dogecoin, so then Dogecoin was just like the generic. You know, the, the, it had to go into the species. It'll probably be some poodle coin or mm-hmm. some golden mm-hmm. retriever so that's what coin. Are
2: your patience when you do four quadrants of SRP, be like, This is going to cost you 10 million Shibu Ubu Unu coins. <laughs> Shiba
0: Unu coins.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and if you want some Arrestin well, that's going to be an extra there 10, you go. Thousand, you know It's going to
0: be Arrestin's like the cost of Bitcoin in 2013, it was like 75 bucks. <laughs> okay so, so i paid off my loans you, guys it you paid off your paid off loans your loans? loans with from, shiba inu coins,
2: shiba wow. inu coins
1: at time. <laughs> okay okay XCL. cool So then
2: the classic
1: so that was the so coin through, back then that
2: paid off my loans
1: walk us through where you are because i mean i th- hearing this story and then like knowing where you are now is like I mean, you, you've like done a huge glow up in in where you are um, professionally and in all of this like massive empire that you're building. So it, h- how did you get there?
2: So I don't I even know about the empire.
1: Office. Tell me about the empire. What's
0: happening here? What is so happening? I, where are we?
2: We I paid off our up, loans. I, I opened up my own office in 2019 in Jersey, okay. in my hometown where I grew up. Um, we've been really successful. Thank God. And, you know, um, right before COVID, we were using all these different softwares, um, like, you know, different platforms to run our office, like Weave and Yappy and, um, you know, Dental Intel, all these different tools and metrics that can help you. And they're all amazing companies. I never had any issues with any of them. Um, But I was like, how can the young dentist? I look at myself and I'm extremely blessed. To be where I am, I don't have loans. I was able to open up my office and be there five days a week and not really care about how much money I was gonna make, because I didn't have loans. If I just made three thousand dollars a month take home to pay off my rent and my car, I was good. You know, um, I didn't need any more than that. Um, so I was willing to like take some major risks. And I was like, you know, why are things so expensive for the younger dentist? Why isn't there like one platform that can help them run the business? I'm really like uh, entrepreneurial. And I'm uh, like a very risky person. Um, the riskier the investment for me, the better. Um, I, don't, I probably wouldn't invest in something if it wasn't extremely risky just because it's not fun, you know? Um, so I'm the <laughs> total awesome. opposite of what most people I'm, I'm are. I'm totally
0: here for this. I'm here for the risk. <laughs> just,
2: you know, I'm, I'm totally the opposite of what 99% of normal people are. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we, we designed this, we were building this platform, it's called Casper. And you know what Casper is supposed to be is it's supposed to be uh, you know, an artificially intelligent uh partner. Your partner that's gonna help you run your entire business for you from A to Z. How
0: does it do that? What 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 integrations does it have?
2: If I told you I would have to kill you because I haven't built it <laughs> yet. But <laughs> yeah, I but, but uh, oh, I, I can okay. show you. I can show you. Um, but okay. no, I'm I'm just I'm just joking. where it's it's not about the integrations, it's about the workflow. Like there's There's so many use cases that go on in the dental office, it becomes really overwhelming. And I'm sure you guys know, like, there's so many things that go on, you know, on a day-to-day basis. And then when your front desk messes up, the doctor comes and freaks out on them. Like, hey, how could you make that mistake? Well, dude, she has a thousand or he has a thousand and one other things that they have to take care of. You know, how can they not make that mistake? There's no formal education to run a dental office. You know, yeah, if you, you can afford to pay a consultant $40,000, $50,000, $60,000, then maybe you'll, you'll be one of the lucky ones that can make it. And if not, then you just have to go and you know, trial and error and learn on your own and lose a lot of money and be really stressed and, 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 and really resent dentistry and not like it anymore. and Maybe sometimes even regret the choice that you made. Whereas our profession doesn't have to be like that you know, I I see a lot of dentists complaining, like, I don't want to accept PPO insurance. I hate insurance. I hate this. I hate that. I hate dentistry. And I just don't think they understand the opportunity in dentistry. They've never been taught, you know, the business perspective. They don't understand why are DSOs blowing up? That's for a whole nother podcast, but Mm -hmm. because those guys are in it to make hundreds of millions of dollars.
0: We talk about that a lot. And it's because most of the time there might be one person in power in, in a DSO that's a dentist because you know you've got to hold a certain licensing factor, but they hire external people that are trained in business, that have MBAs, that have come from like other industries where they've grown practices, worked in M and A. Like, there's a lot of different people that work in you know, the know, I, I, act, I
2: actually see that as their weakness.
0: I don't you know, those
2: those MBA building systems is never
0: a weakness. It look oh, it's a course. weakness for us healthcare providers because we work intuitively and we work with whatever like our 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 processes and like if this if it's heat sensitive it must be endo. Like sure. we work in this like fantasy world that there's always a symptom whereas when someone comes in from the DSO world, like, and you have a ne- so you're biased because you have a ne- negative experience. The DSO world kicked you out of practice within a year. I also had a negative experience working in the DSO world. Katrina has a positive experience working in the DSO world. So we're like one for two here.
2: Um, I had a I think- positive experience too. I worked for another DSO before I opened up my office and I had a positive experience with them. So the only reason I said I disagree is because there's nothing stopping us as hygienists, as dentists, as young students, as young entrepreneurs, to learn the systems. Why do I have to give my degree? But nobody's to the creating them for
0: you. That's well, the problem. So dentist that's goes up to gonna the front desk. Dentist goes to the front desk is reaming out the receptionist because she didn't do this thing properly. But in reality, the poor receptionist was probably hired last minute, didn't have a system to come into, was like the first person thrown into the deep end. And is now having to deal with all so of these insurance What if somebody taught us those systems?
2: What if somebody taught us the system? problem is it's a
0: training thing most of the time.
2: So what if somebody taught us those systems? Do you think we'll be cool. more successful and happier? And I, I don't, think, cool. I don't think happiness
0: yeah, put that in your pocket. <laughs> I don't think happiness <laughs> and success are on the same are on the same axis.
2: We'll be in more control and and we'll we'll live a more predict or we'll have a more predictable. Um, practice. When we think about opening up an office, we'll we'll be able to predict our success at a much higher rate when I know I have the right tools to be successful. Um, Mm. Just opening up your office and giving a consultant 50, 60,000, because it helped you choose a location and your plumber and your contractor. uh, Sad news for the younger docs, that's not going to help you at all. Um, Knowing how to put systems in place and how to do insurance and billing and train your team and train your staff and take care of them and treat them right and take care of your patients and know how to you know explain a treatment plan and present it and 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 be confident that's what's going to help you be successful and we're not trained on those things in school but like mm-hmm. i said maybe there's a maybe there's a secret person working on something to come and save the world for dentistry <laughs>
1: I love it. I love it. Really, it, it, it comes down to, and, and I feel like this is kind of the overarching theme of this podcast is that you've taken risk and you've taken risk, um, you know, in, in so many aspects of, of your life and in your professional career. And it has, it has certainly, um, you know, created a lot of awareness. Um, it's, it's certainly given you an opportunity to stand out, to you know, look different to the NYU admissions team. It's Hmm. given you an opportunity. I mean, you opened up your own practice without student loan debt, which I I don't know how many doctors can say that they're able to do that. And and taking those risks, and and although you say, you know, the the more risky, the better, but you are calculated about it because at the end of the day, you have been, uh, you know, in in so many scenarios where I mean, I I can't even um, your your parents came over to the United States not speaking this language, you know, and and I mean, Irene, you know, has a, a another really beautiful story about you know um, what what she, what her youth was like, um, you know, kind of relatively similar. It, it, it's it's really eye opening to see. Foundationally, what that has taught you, which has now led you to this opportunity, where you're seeing the voids. The the that's how we do things here. What what how does dentistry address issues with not, dent, dentists? Graduating from dental school with no business training whatsoever, and trying to figure out the way, and so then they do. Many of them do go to the DSO space and gather enough information. Oh, that's how they did it in the DSO, so that's how I'm going to do it in my practice. And and the reality becomes uh, there. There's another way. That's that's what you've done. That's what you've done in getting into dental school. That's what you've done in getting out of school. You know, loan debt. There's another way. Um, and, and it's okay to to rebrand and to reimagine that. And I, I think that that just takes such innovation um to be able we to live, do
2: we live in america the greatest country on the planet and i really mean that i was just in egypt this summer and if you look at these people and how much they struggle and and you know i was literally telling somebody oh i'm going back to america tomorrow and the guy no joke i swear to god he's like can you put me in your suitcase he wasn't even joking he's like can you please hide me in your suitcase and take me to america and we forget wow. about that when we're going through all the crap that we go through and you know again your mentality. You just tell yourself, I'm living in the land of opportunity. There's people that live in these other countries. You know, other countries, they tell you can only have one kid. You can't, if you speak up against a president, you're going to be put in jail for the rest of your life. You know, you can, Trump can be walking or Biden or whoever, and you can spit on him and, you know, like, or curse him out or flip him off. And <laughs> what? You're like, like people will make a meme out of it and laugh. In other countries, yeah. you'll get your head chopped off, literally. You know?
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: we, we live in, an, in a land that has a lot of opportunity. And, you know, doesn't mean it's going to be easy. You're going to have to work your freaking butt off and you're going to have to grind and you're going to have to sacrifice and you're going to have to do whatever it takes. But there is a chance to make it. There there is a chance. There is a chance. And guess what? In a lot of other countries, there is no chance. The chance isn't even there. That's the difference Mm -hmm. is here. We all have a chance. Doesn't mean we'll make it, but we have an honest, fair chance to make it. Mm -hmm. In some countries, there is no chance you just accept that your life is going to be like this and that there's no getting out of this, you know, prison on earth. And this is what it is. And you just make the best out of it. And it's prison not like that on here.
0: earth. That sounds so morbid. Maybe, <laughs> that, watching, should be the, maybe that should game. be the title of this episode. <laughs> I just,
2: I just watched, I'm, I'm watching squid <laughs> games. And I don't know if you guys seen squid games or not. Don't ruin it yeah. please for me. And then like they're closing like that thing and it's like, you know, like they're, they're hidden underneath oh. earth. So you haven't watched squid it, Katrina. you gotta check it out. Okay,
0: All right. you watched I watched Squid, squid
1: Games. Really? What planet no. do you live on? Um, you know, I'm I'm really embarrassed to say that I've started r- watching Seinfeld like i don't that, what is wrong with is, me that like, is that your brain is on overload <laughs> that is like, whenever that you I, start a, watching so mindless lame. television
0: like seinfeld Gossip like girls, seinfeld friends how i met your mother yes. like those those, yes. those 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 are the shows Modern that you watch, family it's like that's, your mm-hmm. your brain is like moments away from self-destructing that's what it is that yes, you, you yes. are that brink you that break between like that's just about to fall off oh my god
2: i'm so glad you're saying this i thought i was the only one that thought that about those
1: shows. It's totally true. (laughs) Uh, I love it. Well, Kareem, thank you so much for being a part of uh, the Tooth or Dare podcast. This was just so wonderful having you on. and Of course, uh, all of our uh, uh, viewers at home, uh, keep your eyes peeled (laughs) for some cool stuff coming down from Kareem. Kareem, do you know what we do on the Tooth or Dare podcast at the end of the episode? I don't. Irene, Uh do you want to explain?
0: yeah sure okay so we're called the tooth or dare podcast for a reason so at the end of every episode katrina and i do rock paper scissors and the loser goes up against you you can decide whether you accept or dish out a tooth or a dare so uh while we get our fingers ready katrina you ready you ready uh, yeah the rest i've been of practicing at home or in the car, wherever you may be. You need to follow us on Instagram. You can follow me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina at the Dental One Genus. Kareem, they can follow you at Dr. Kareem on Insta. Is that correct? Yep. Perfect. So Dr. Kareem follows. check it out. And um, are you ready, friend?
1: I'm ready. Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. Shoot. Oh my gosh. Irene, Damn, you're killing what it, girl. a girl. I'm on a roll <laughs> you are on a um,
0: roll so so you lost which means it's Dr. Cream it's up to you do you uh, accept a tooth or a dare or would you like to dish out if you accept a tooth we ask you something very steamy right now if you accept a dare then you have to film it and you have to put it on Instagram and we'll share it through all of our platforms
2: i'll do a dare oh, we'll do something oh, crazy
0: shoot
1: oh he's going to do a dare man
0: Damn, how do you always win on the ones that the dares that they pick the dare? I'm usually I know, the real, like,
1: I I'm the crazy darer. Yes, you are the crazy darer. Oh. But you also have some really crazy tooths. You some of the tooths you've asked well, the people I mean, have, I'm like some I of them, mean, people have not answered them. Give me an example.
2: Yeah. Give me an example of a of a tooth.
1: What was one thing? I, I
0: I asked this social media influencer who the person on Instagram that she hates the most is. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. She literally goes. And she's like, who's I so can't annoying. answer that.
0: I was like, whose Instagram content do you find the most annoying? Yes, and she was like, I'm not. I'm she not. Was like, saying I can't. Like, was I'm not- it mine? Like, is it mine? <laughs> she's like, no. Oh, that was. She funny. told me after though.
1: I now I know I know who it was. No, now. you know her
2: dirty. Secrets. Well, of course, because no, Irene doesn't secrets.
1: like any secrets. She wants like to know secrets. everything. I, I know. love that. Um, okay, what so. Do Kareem, because you love risky um, Uh deals, the riskier the better. I'm going to dare you, and you have to film this and put this on Instagram. Film yourself doing the slide in from Risky Business. (gasps) You know what I mean? The whole really, that is a good dare from the socks and
0: the underwear and the white shirt.
1: Yes.
2: Oh, wow.
0: He didn't know what he said yes to
2: you, 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 you pretty much want to end my career. No,
0: <laughs> I mean, do, I'm sure Dr.
1: Rubenstein would do it.
2: I'm, I'm sure he would. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you can wear your high waters if you want.
2: OK, fair enough. All right. He's when doing do I it. I have to do it by.
1: Well, let you have know. to do it
2: yes we'll, we'll let within you within know.
0: seven within seven days of this episode airing but we'll let you know when it goes up you've got seven days from when it goes up to film oh, okay. it okay i mean cool. you can film it anytime just save it on your phone all right cool cool
1: this is okay, so good we did it yeah check it out so check, check out this uh, dare going down at tooth or dare podcast on the gram kareem thank you so much for joining thank us you. for this episode and i can't wait to fun. see that risky business
2: yes thank you guys it's gonna
1: be awesome so
2: good good night guys take care. peace out Bye.
0: peeps and we're back from the flippity flip with our peaches, from and, the kareem.
1: peaches, peaches and, and kareem peaches and kareem
0: i can't believe you you kill me you <laughs> that's what i would have done thanks no, peeps, so for tuning in to this amazing episode i i need a nap uh, before yeah, i wake up yeah, for another 14 hour day tomorrow yeah. so i'm gonna take a nap um like a sh- just a short like 12 hour one Sure. Do that sure. Well, while you while nice, you Marie short- Kondo
1: your wine glasses, a sensible nap of sorts sounds terrific. I think so, I think so. Yeah.
0: And and when I wake absolutely. up from my nap, I will provide myself with a lip treatment that I have taken from the office. Don't tell anybody because we're running low. Um, uh-huh. So that is what I will do with our peeps at Lip TX. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. And please make sure to check out their product in the description box below and my tutorial videos on Instagram on how to incorporate something special for your people need to feel special right now yeah it's just too easy for us to like Karen our way through what people come into the office and be like no you can't use the bathroom no you can't do that no you can't do that we're like we need to be kind like people are getting sick people are losing loved ones we Mm -hmm. need to just like yeah think about the human that's laying in your chair and I think this would be something really nice to just like say thank you
1: Absolutely, and yes. also
0: it's amazing and scientifically proven. So
1: love it. Let's do it. Love it. Check right, it out, peeps. you guys. Check it out in the show notes below. Irene, I will see you at Voices of Dentistry next week. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. We have something special planned we do, that day It's going to be a fabulous surprise because yes. we are super duper excited to check in with everybody. And so yes. stay tuned. Love you. Okay. Talk to you later. You. Peace out, peeps. Ciao.